0: Gary, I heard you last week. Yeah, yeah.
2: I I still regret it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, you hit the high note. Needed to be done, so you You, did it. You hit the high note. Uh, Here it is, uh, the Wednesday show. This is after the show on Saturday, and uh, we talked about that um, I went to the Tobacco Plus Expo, and from leaving there on Saturday, I flew down to Miami, where uh, I went to the Super Bowl on Sunday, but of course, when in Miami, do what the people in Miami do, Is uh, get a little sun
1: and take your shirt
0: off, take my shirt off, and get (laughs) some hits on social media, and uh, also uh, go to the cigar bars. I used to lay out
2: by the pool on my Speedo when I lived down there. Yeah, (laughs) Speedo.
0: Any pictures of that? Uh, There might be a few. Yeah, you could get some hits on that. (laughs) Um, So I visited on the first night on Saturday. I arrived, put my stuff away, uh, unpacked, and went right to Prime. Cigar bar, Casa Monte Cristo. Yep, right in downtown Miami. Downtown Miami. Uh, We walked, so I was real close to where that was. And um, upon entering, you're into a little area where cigars are available to be sold there also. And and almost felt like um, the room before you go into the place... As a nightclub. It was very nightclub esque. Yeah, it was, it's definitely more of a bar than your uh, classic cigar shop. Also, that I would say a big uh, place to begin with, once you get in there and in a prime location. So the rent must be astronomical. It was there. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, but gigantic lounge and a little humidor room. Um with the majority of singles displayed, some boxes, uh, I of course did the right thing, like everybody should do going into a cigar store is I bought cigars for everybody that I was with, hmm. along with a box of cigars for the company that was promoting there, which was La Flu Dominicana that day. Um, and Jonathan Conney was there and a whole bunch of folks from La Dominicana, and uh, they had the football cigar because Miami, was where the football the, the right. Super Bowl was they reward that uh cigar to the state that hosts the uh the Super Bowl yes n- not not the teams that are in it that's why New England has never got it because we're never gonna have the Super Bowl here but <laughs> nah, we, unless we build a dome yeah um so uh I went in made the purchase uh looked around for some cigars maybe i didn't smoke before mm. and uh talked to the man that was uh i i wish i remembered his name i'm so sorry if you're listening uh but he knew who i was he, he listened to the show and uh fan and that's awesome when, when i hear that plus when they hear my voice they know i'm not from around there and it's weird that you bought a box at, at prime
2: because the miami cigar culture it, it was very different like it wasn't what i expected when i lived down there you know it's the cigar capital of the us you got all the manufacturers based down in in Doral, which is part of miami you know there's a few up in tampa as well yeah. but they're not the box buyers in miami which old,
0: is it, it, strange there was there was a lot of people there who, uh i would say over a 100 people more and the only person i saw with a bag and they give you a a nice bag with a handle on it and stuff. The only one I saw was me, unfortunately. Maybe there was others that that did it after I left because I didn't stay all night, but I stayed probably three, four hours. Um, But it was more of a nightclub atmosphere. Um, Interesting to watch who was smoking, who wasn't smoking. I would say less than 50% of the people were smoking. Really? uh, Surprised, because you would think the non-cigar smoker wouldn't want to be in that environment, although the ventilation was very, very nice. Um, uh, Being with... um, people that aren't digging cigars like I do I like secondhand smoke uh, it wasn't bad so nobody was bothered by it their ventilation was awesome uh, seats were comfortable uh, drinks were awesome uh, I got the um, old-fashioned old-fashioned with the cherries delicious special cherries that they put in it, it was great uh, uh, the person that you made I think his name was Ryan Leeds yes I've uh, been around for a while yes in the cigar industry uh Retired and and still got back in. We joked around a little bit of, uh, yeah, once you get in, you can't get out. Um, So, um, newer stuff. um, Great selection of cigars, although in a small area of what it was, they still had a good selection of lots of different things. And um, it just wasn't the booming cigar store as opposed to the booming cigar lounge that it was
2: and that that seems to be the case in pretty much every cigar shop in Miami. It's it's more about the atmosphere of playing dominoes or in this case uh enjoying a high-end beverage versus the actual
0: cigar culture. Yeah. DJ, loud music. Yeah. I, w- I wish it was a little less uh so we could have better conversation. Uh, but people were dancing and having a great time and um I just would have, you know, we were kind of far away, but they got speakers built around everywhere, so the sound's going all the way through. Uh, DJ, by the way, very good, keeping people engaged and uh, getting on the microphone and stuff like that. Um, You know, uh, Cam Newton was there. Um, A lot of cigar celebrities um, not having to do with the Florida Dominicana. The president of Davidoff was there. Um, The... uh, Ex-vice president of Drew Estate, Marvin Samuel, was owner with Jonathan Drew. There he was. I haven't seen him since 2014. When he got out of the business, he got out of the business. That was it. And where has he been? Uh, Very interesting. Um, Am I supposed to say this or not? I'm saying it because I don't know if I'm not supposed (laughs) to. Nobody listens to this, so go ahead. Um, I said, I'm glad to see you here. You're smoking a cigar and having a good time and big smile on his face and he's very wealthy now i'd have a smile on my face too uh but i said everything's good everything yeah you know i feel bad i didn't connect with everybody and stuff i kind of had a hard time at the beginning as a workaholic trying to, to stop that as as most entrepreneurs do they believe it or not have a hard time retiring a lot of regular people look forward to retirement, yet the uh, A-type personality of an entrepreneur has a hard time with it because you're not the king anymore, and it's you know you're not in your daily grind that you get used to and love. And um, he said, uh, I decided to write a screenplay about my father's life. And in the the story is obviously he had a son, and a son got into the cigar business, Mm -hmm. and the cigar business was sold, and it's a cigar story, Mm -hmm. really, but a lot lot of history of of his father, of course, recently passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, uh, it's going to be a movie, and they already filmed it with top um, Mm -hmm. movie stars, and he has a cameo in it, but he has Mm -hmm. somebody else playing himself, and somebody else playing all the characters that we know through Drew Estate.
1: <laughs> Interesting. So
0: is, I don't know if anyone's gonna ever watch it or if it ever gets to the big screen or what it does, because now he says I got we got about a year of editing, and then it's you know, try to get it placed or whatever. Right. But I'm looking forward to it because I'm in the industry. But I'll tell you, it tells a unbelievable story of this industry. Who's gonna play soccer? Right? Oh. Barry. <laughs> is that what you did on your vacation?
2: Raymond Burr, if he was still alive, would be the perfect <laughs> Steve Soccer. Yeah.
0: So, very, very interesting what's going to happen there. Uh, And talking to the folks at Davidoff and talking to um, other people that just enjoyed cigars and came up to me and listened to the show. And uh, it just, that's amazing to me that um, this show that people know me from other places, Mm -hmm. not from Two Guys Smoke Shop, which I've been doing for 35 years, but people know the show and, and know about us more than you would imagine. Uh, very interesting. Uh, so it was a great time um, and, and a great place. I'd like to see it in the daytime, which I didn't get to, to see a regular, because it was more of a nightclub than it was uh, of a cigar store. is how I saw it, but it was a great time. Um, and That really is what it's all about, though. I mean, as long as you can go in and you can have a good time and there's no pressure... You can still kick back and smoke a cigar if you want or not. Yeah. At the Super Bowl, I saw a few people smoking cigars there, not inside but outside. We got some sort of paid for some VIP section or something. And you go and do activities and you get free drinks and, and food and stuff like that. So we did that and there were some folks uh, smoking cigars, walking around. Once you went outside, inside, which is still outside, game over.
1: Didn't you give one away at the game?
0: Yes, so um, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get my uh, phone going to see if I can uh, connect to some Wi-Fi or something, and a guy immediately comes over to me and says, uh, "Oh, I'm with
1: I think you said Verizon Verizon,
0: and um, this is how you're going to connect on there, and, that, and that's what we're here doing. And I'm talking to him and he says, "Where are you from?" So I normally go to Boston when I'm away. I say Mm. I'm from Boston. Boston is 30 miles south of where I am, and everybody knows where Boston is, as opposed to, say, Salem, New Hampshire, right? right? So I said, Boston. He says, oh, you know, I hear it in your voice, but I'm from Salem, New Hampshire. And I said, well... I said Boston, but I really meant Salem, New Hampshire. And he looks at me like, really, you meant Salem, New Hampshire? I said, yeah. I said, I'm in Salem, New Hampshire, but I said Boston because it's close or something. I said, I own Two Guys Smoke Shop across from T-Bone Steakhouse in case he didn't even know what Two Guys Smoke Shop was. He goes, I'm a regular at Two Guys Smoke Shop (laughs) in Salem. I live in Salem, (laughs) and I love Two Guys Smoke Shop, and I go all the time, and actually uh, I'm my favorite cigar is La Gianna, and I said, "Really?" Because this, and I'm sitting next to Gianna, yeah. is Gianna from La Gianna. He goes, "Oh my God! Can I take a picture with you?" <laughs> no kidding. To her. That must and she must have been she, so embarrassed. She, she was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> and and I I pull out of my bag a La Gianna because I got cigars on me. And I give him a lot Gianna, and he takes a picture of him with Gianna, and uh, she's laughing, and he says, oh my God, my favorite cigar, both. and he's talking with her, I'm out of the picture at this point, and uh, he listens to the Cigar Authority, and he knows the store, and that was upon sitting, at the moment, sitting inside mm-hmm. there, it's like, what a small world that th- yeah. this is. So... Um, We see the Super Bowl. You guys all know what happened at the Super Bowl and how that played out. And then this is where it starts getting ugly because we took an Uber there, and it was $40 to take the Uber from downtown to the the game. And now we have us and 64,000 people. And now looking for transportation to get out of there. So I says, we got to walk away from this and get away from, because there's no way the car can even get to us. So we start walking maybe a mile or so, and we hit it. Now we want the Uber. $300 Yikes. for the Uber. I said, let's keep walking. And we keep walking maybe another mile. We're two miles into this thing, and we get in, into an area where there's restaurants and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We hit it. It's still $300. I said, let's go in for a drink into this place, Will An hour or so will go by, mm-hmm. and we'll see where we're at at that point. I- I'm tens of thousands of dollars into this at this point, <laughs> and I'm trying to save $300, but <laughs> it's so disgusting because a beer at the game is $14. A thing of popcorn really? was $10. $9 for a bottle of water. I mean, it's obsessive, ridiculous. Yeah,
2: shame on the city of Miami for not putting price gouging uh, laws yeah. and methods into place because – that's robbery. I mean, it's you terrible. got you went to Miami and got robbed. That hurts the city so much.
0: And and uh, John Connie was telling me right after you leave, the prices are going to go back to mm. normal, crazy height anyway. Downtown Miami is expensive anyway, but not to this obsessive, uh, you know, eight hundred dollar bar bills and crazy hundred dollar breakfast for yeah. eggs over easy. Yeah, it was just obscene. Um, so. We get home next day. Uh, let's, let's get a little sun. Let's go here. Let's go there. And oh, bless you. And uh, Jonathan's still sick. He was yeah. sick Saturday. It's Wednesday. He's still sick. He's sick. never going he to get better. Said he was going to will it out of him. He <laughs> yeah. would be better
2: on Sunday. <laughs> right. And here it is Wednesday, and he's still coughing. It's sneezing. I hate all of you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So I'm searching on my phone, cigar shops near me, mm. and you know I want to see what they're like. And I find uh, Galliano. Beautiful. Beautiful.
2: Yeah, that's new. I don't think that existed when I lived down there. Beautiful. It's right on Miracle Mile and Coral Gables. Yeah.
0: So this was maybe 5 p.m. So I walk in. Maybe four or five guys sitting at tables Mm -hmm. and maybe two or three sitting at the bar, big giant bar, huge lounge area, little teeny humidor once again. So this became the thing. Mm -hmm. Like you come into our stores, big giant store, little seating area. Mm -hmm. Quite the opposite, even to a a bigger degree Mm -hmm. of gigantic lounge and a very small humidor. Nice selection beautiful place one person working the bartender is also the girl that walked me into the humidor and stayed with me till i made my purchase maybe i felt theft problems or something that's happening here so i quickly made some cigar Mm. purchases not for her to stand there so she could go Mm. out there uh but
1: how how is the pricing like two times retail or
0: uh
1: you know no, you didn't notice.
0: I didn't notice. i looking at the, at the cigar thing, but it was wasn't as outrageous as it was elsewhere.
1: No, I mean I think two times the retail price is fair. Yeah, I mean if you look at wine or any liquor, you know you're still using their establishment. And, and where that sh-
2: uh, store was located is very uh, high end shops. Mm. I mean it's 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 like the Miami version of Rodeo Drive, Miracle okay. Mile. So it's going to be higher in that area because of the area you're in.
0: You've got to imagine that the rent is high again. Mm-hmm. And how many cigars are they selling? Again, I, not one person. I must have stayed there maybe an hour, an hour and a half maybe. And uh, nobody walking out with boxes of cigars. No. A couple of singles here or there. Well, As some- a retailer, I look at it and say, oh, boy. You know. And
1: yeah, sometimes in those places, you don't even see boxes of cigars.
0: Yeah, but then again, it was a Tuesday at 5 o'clock at night. I, you know, what is the slowest retail day of a cigar store? At the answer is Tuesday, if you didn't know. Uh, so. Uh, but very nice, beautiful uh, TVs on with no volume on it, some music playing, not way too loud or anything like that, but more hip-hoppy music. Uh, that's the type of music down there. I was expecting more Latin music than hip hop music. It depends on
2: the area. Like, okay. uh that area of Miami is is probably less Hispanic than say if you were on Bird Road. Right. And you know, I think part of the reason why there's not so many box buyers down there is there's probably more cigar shops per square you mile. Maybe you right. Yeah, you don't but have to. This I is- mean, just on Bird Road alone, I don't think you could go two or three blocks without hitting another cigar shop. Yeah. So,
0: so, what you you were down there? How many years?
2: Uh, almost five.
0: Okay, that's what it is. That's what cigar stores. are? Yeah,
2: I I wasn't really loyal to one shop. It, it, there's just so many to choose from. you bounce around different, same atmosphere. Every shop is a cookie cutter atmosphere, but you just go for a different change of scenery. And, you know, and I went more to play. Dom- I'm a big cigar smoker. Yeah, I went more to play dominoes than to you know buy cigars. Yeah. It was more of a social thing than the actual cigar thing.
0: Yeah. But they they have to make a living, folks. So you got to purchase cigars when you go in there. There's obviously, no 50-50 percentage or anything like that.
2: Not that I'm aware you know, because of.
0: Because no. it, it's funny being in, the, in w- with not all that many people in there. Everybody wasn't smoking a cigar. You know? Mm. And... That's not how it is at our store. No. If you're in our cigar lounge, you're smoking a cigar as you should be, right? It's Correct. a cigar lounge. It's not a a bar, but those are bars. Everybody has a liquor license? Uh not everybody. No. Majority do. Okay. And also selection, and the selection was good, but what I saw, and again, I'm only looking at two cigar shops yeah. that I spent time yeah. in, the cigar selections were pretty much the same. Yeah. They carry the same brands of what it is. I could probably guess.
2: Yeah, Fuente and Padrone were probably two of the bigger brands, and uh, a lot
0: of classic brands. And what I'll say is, here in New Hampshire, we are all a little different when it Mm. comes to that of the selection, and that's a little bit of the magic of it. That you know, you go to somebody else's store; it's not just the atmosphere, but it's actually the selection is different too. So that's a good thing. I think that maybe they are missing. I and I also hear that it's, it's hard to penetrate when other manufacturers go down to actually get their cigars, United cigar, for mm-hmm. instance, uh Oliver tells me I can't I can't get into Miami. They no, want nothing I, to do with him.
2: No, the guys the people down there that smoke are are the uh well known brand names.
0: Yeah, yeah. Versus
2: the boutique guy. Yeah, you
0: know, you're
2: gonna see a lot of Romeo around Monte Cristo. Oh no, yeah. But you're not gonna see Roma Craft. Roma Craft. Yeah, I didn't see, see I didn't see one of those. Uh, you're actually not gonna see a lot of Jewish state either. It's uh, pocketed. Okay, you know, certain
0: cigar shops, yeah. A lot of most cigar shops don't. So I gotta get out more often because I live in my four walls and the cigar culture is different. Dramatically different. Yeah. That's a dramatic difference yeah. from, from here. Uh, And, you know, does that have, you know, you go in Vegas also, I saw the same thing Mm -hmm. big lounge, little little cigar store, um, and we're quite the opposite of it. You go to Orlando and you have big cigar store and big lounge. Right.
2: Uh, Specifically, our friend Jeff.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I I just. uh, Maybe because there's so many cigar stores, they're just not going to be able to go through that volume.
2: Yeah, but it's also like, you know, like I I know I did a lot of traveling in the southeast when I was in Miami. And like the boutique market was very big in Tennessee, uh, northern Georgia, uh, North Carolina. But when you got further and further south, it became more traditional. And maybe it's because a lot of people came over from Cuba and they were only interested in those traditional brands. And then you come up here to New England, and it's a mixture of both. Um, certain segments, certain population population areas have a very different feel. Like, there's no cohesiveness in, yeah. in, a, in a cigar shop.
0: Well, when I came to Massachusetts, we had three stores in Massachusetts for many mm. years. We had zero cigar lounge. <laughs> people stood around and smoked a cigar, but there was never a seat for people to sit. <laughs> And we moved up here, and I put maybe six seats in the first original store, and maybe built it up to maybe ten at its peak or something. Um, Yeah, I
1: I spent a lot of time sitting on the windowsill.
0: Right, (laughs) and then it became you know more of uh, people hanging around stores, which looks loitering. It looks like it's (laughs) nice, but. For a business or something, if if you're building the business around yeah. it, very very tough.
2: And oh. you would think in Miami you would need more humidor space, less lounge because it's eighty degrees. You sit on your back your backyard, right. you sit By the
0: pool, giant size, mm-hmm. especially giant. the prime. Mm-hmm. But but even Galliano's it was it was a giant. I'm talking at least maybe two thousand square feet mm-hmm. of Gall in Galliano's of lounge mm-hmm. and a little room like this like oh, 200
1: square feet yeah, maybe yeah. Of, 12 of, by 12
0: of the humidor where we're completely the opposite and i'm not saying one's right than the other if they were able to pay that rent and do it okay. something's working out yeah for you but wow uh, what a difference of what it is uh have you gone to any stores in texas and stuff they say texas is a big yeah cigar.
2: i haven't been to texas for uh you know just uh fly through in San Antonio before I started cigar smoking. Uh, but no, I haven't been in any you know,
0: lounges. So when we get John Carney up or, or um, Oliver or somebody that yeah. travels the country all the time. I'd, It'd be that'd an be
1: interesting a, show.
0: Interesting show yeah. of what you know, and they'd have to prepare in advance to say, what is it? And is, is it this way here in New Hampshire where we all have big stores and small lounges because one person did it for us, me, and then everybody kind of copied this is the way it goes. And somebody in Miami didn't say, oh, this is what a cigar store is, and now let's copy that. Hmm. And what if I ended up, and I am I have no plan at all, so don't think <laughs> I'm doing this, but I end up moving Two Guys Smoke Shop and go to Miami. What would end up happening at that point? Would, would it be good or would it be horrible?
2: I don't think the the Two Guys business model would do well in miami because the the customer has already been trained by the bed business model
0: well not only want to say it's bad because it's working for them i'm i'm scratching my head right now and saying is that the model a lot of
2: cigar shops i remember from when i went down there constantly change hands okay you know there's, there's no longevity you know i could think of maybe four shops off the top of my head that have had long-term ownership but a lot of them constant change of hands you know yeah.
1: The audience can't see Jonathan, but I, I'm feeling a little bad for him.
0: All right. So that's it. His <laughs> nose is red because he's using sandpaper to, to blow his nose. Use what I got to
2: use to do what I got to do, people.
0: You, you've been nice and quiet. It's me and Barry's show. But uh, You're welcome. Now it's Wednesday. Saturday, are you going to be better for the show? I don't know. I'll be better by the time this airs. All right. Saturday, Steve Zengel, the true patriot who has a brand called Los Kaidos. Los Caudos, Kaidos. Los, Los Caedos. Yeah, it means the fallen. The fallen. He has um, a cigar brand for the fallen police officers and firefighters, and we're going to have him on. He's going to tell us all about that and watch more on Saturday show. Till then, we'll see ya. Put the lid end in your mouth. You might like it.